This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. During these past two unusual weeks of instruction from his series, Warring Against the Pandemic of 2020, Pastor Ray has helped guide us through the many major worldly concerns a Christian might face dealing with this unique, evil season of the coronavirus. Certainly, all his messages, overcoming fear and worry, self-encouragement, exercising faith and hope, using the word as a weapon of our authority, and the power of praise and worship were incredibly important in just getting through this difficult time. His final two series messages, however, deal with a different kind of warfare, spiritual warfare. Because it's always fought in the mind, Pastor warns, if we don't capture our thoughts, they will surely capture us. Staying spiritually minded is having the mind of Christ, ridding ourselves of small worldly mentality and thinking only God thoughts. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Here's Pastor with more on this kind of warfare. So today I wanted to um, just talk to you a little bit about the subject of the mind, the subject of the mind. And I've been trying to really key in on different topics that would be appropriate for the season and the time that we are in coming out of this pandemic and even all the other things that are going on that we've talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago um, that's going on in our world, all the social unrest. Um, We as Christians have a real important responsibility to really keep and to watch our minds and to make sure that our minds are not drifting in the wrong direction. We've got to make sure that what we're listening to is not having an effect on our thinking and maybe changing our thinking and pulling us away from godly thinking and godly thoughts and taking us further away from godly thinking and really more towards worldly thinking. There's a lot of information, there's a lot of passion out in the world right now. And um, and I want to just encourage you, stay passionate for the things of God above all. Stay passionate for the Word of God because this is what has power to change not only your life but the very world around us. It's, it's, the, it's the Word of God uh, that, and the prayers that we are praying uh, from the Word of God that have the power to change every and any situation. We've got to be very, very careful uh, what we're thinking. Of course, we, many have succumbed to fear because of this pandemic and worry about their health. So be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, God has a, a, a will, a perfect will for your life and for my life, but it's only going to come about as you and I really focus on meditating, meditating on the word of God. I mean, things are getting better, but they're still holding on to. We're not leaving. We're not budging. We're, come on, man. It's time to break out. It's time to say, we're overthrowing this thing. This thing is not going to affect my life anymore. I'm going to move about. I'm going to do it safely with wisdom, but I'm not going to allow this thing to chain me. 
not going to happen. Amen? It's like the song we sang before, break every chain. I'm breaking the chain of coronavirus. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. All right, so let's, um, let's look at a couple of other verses. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. And um, Romans chapter 8, very good verse of Scripture, and one that I learned early on in my walk, 8, 5, and 6. And he says, Paul writing to the Romans in chapter 8, verse 5, he said, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds. I want you to underline that, that phrase, set their minds, on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So really what Paul is identifying here is that every man has the choice whether to think the things of the flesh, of the world, of their own fleshly desires and the fleshly dictates of their life, or to meditate and think on the things of the Spirit. That would be of the kingdom of God. That would be the Word of God, right? He says, and notice I love what he says, how he says it. He said, for those who live according to flesh set their minds. What does it mean to set their minds? Well, it's to put it in place, right? Like you set your clock or you set your watch. You, you put it in place. So really every man has a responsibility to put their brain in place. Now we're either going to put our brain in place for the things of God or for something else, for the flesh. Because there's only one of two ways to go here. It's either to go to the flesh or go to the spirit. You choose. Everybody understand here what I'm talking about? So he said, those who live according to the flesh or keep repeating the activities of the flesh, giving into the fleshly dictates, giving into the spirit of the world, letting the spirit of the world formulate your thoughts and opinions. He says, they've set their minds on those things. He said, but those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on the things of God. They have their minds set on the Word of God. Now, let, listen to what he says. For to, now, this is the part. You've you got to get this. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded, or to set your mind on the things of the flesh and the things of this world, is death. It's death. Now, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to mean physical death, but it could ultimately, ultimately mean physical death. But it's death to your peace, death to your joy, death to progress, death to development, death to increase in your life. It can't produce because you've got the corrupted wisdom of the world that you're trying to operate by. You have to understand that the, the wisdom of God and the ways of God are diametrically opposed to the ways of the world. You've got to remind yourself. The world says, you know, keep for yourself and and hoard up for yourself, and God's word says, give, release, sow. It's totally opposite. One says, I've got to keep and gather for myself so that I have enough. The other says, I've got to, God's word says, no, you give, and it will be given unto you. Totally the opposite. The world teaches us we've got to watch out for our own lives and take care of our own selves and not worry about anybody else, but the word of God says that we are to care for one another. Totally opposite. And he says, to be carnally minded means death. To be just so carnally programmed by this world and so on and so forth means death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's why you can tell the difference between people whose minds have been renewed by the word of God. They walk with a confidence. They walk with a boldness. They walk with a courage. They walk with a peace, a level of peace that overwhelms people because they don't understand how you can be so peaceful in a, in a given situation or circumstance. It's because their minds have been renewed by the Word of God. Because it tells you right here, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
And, and I know this works because I know so many people who have, many of you, all of you probably this morning have the same testimony. I know you do. That serving God and replacing the corrupted wisdom of the world with the word of God and ousting that and taking care of my brain because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this brain. Do you realize that this is where the warfare that Paul talks about happens? This is where the warfare happens right here. It's a warfare between doing it God's way, doing righteously, and doing it the world's way, the flesh way, and unrighteously. We choose. But every time we choose the Spirit, we start walking deeper into paths of life and of peace. Just try to meditate. Don't do it, but you probably have. Meditate on the world. Let your flesh just take over your thinking process. And then start following that kind of thinking and tell me where you end up. You don't have to because I already know many, many people who have followed that thinking process of the world and have ended up in corruption, have ended up destitute spiritually, have walked away from God, have given up their faith, all because they didn't take their thought process seriously enough to really gather those thoughts and take control of those thoughts. And the ultimate outcome was that they went the pathways of death and instead of going in the pathways of life. So, so important. So we set our minds. We have the responsibility to do that, to set our minds. Um, so the carnal mind is death, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. And the spiritual mind doesn't mean I'm like, do, 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 do. That's not the spiritual mind. There are a lot of spooky Christians out there. You know, they, they spook me because they think, you know, they, they somehow walk in a, in a level above everybody else. That's not what he's talking about. A spiritual mind is a mind that's been renewed by the word of God been renewed by the word. It's not about how hard and fast you pray or pray in the spirit or how many verses you can speak out or spit out or, or how much you prophesy or think you prophesy because most of the prophesying is pizza prophecy. You know, it has nothing to do with that. Being spiritually minded means that my mind is renewed by the word of God and I begin to exhibit that fruit in my life because my mind Follow, my life follows my thoughts, right? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So a person who is humble and faithful and loving and consistent and generous, well, it's because they, their patterns of thought have been in that direction from God's word. That's what they've been meditating on. And that's who they've become. And you talk to some of them, they come from a rough life. They come from a very hard background. I've, I've heard it. I've watched it. Some of you watching, you came from a very hard background. But you got renewed by the word of God. You stopped thinking those worldly thoughts. And you know sometimes they come up because the devil loves to bring up those thoughts. But you know right away that if I hang out in these thoughts too long, I'm going to start thinking, it's going to start drawing me this way. It's going to start drawing me to the carnal part of me, right? Um, used to be Roy Hicks that had a saying. He said, there are... There are two natures that beat beneath my breast, one I love and one I hate. The one I feed will dominate. Whew. And I thought, wow. I heard him say, I think I got that right. Uh, but that's, that's, that's what he's, there's two natures. You know, there's that carnal man and the spiritual man. And they are in warfare. See, and the mind has all to do, and the thoughts you think have all to do, which, which one is going to, which one's going to win out. You choose, you decide. If you want the spirit man to win out, then feed yourself on the word. Stay in the word. You know, start living the word. Do it. Find out what you need to do and start doing it. I'm teaching you every week what to do. Just do it. All right? Don't just know it. You got to do it. You got to put it into operation. All right? So 
let's just take a few more minutes. I've got a bunch of scriptures here. Is everybody all right here in the sanctuary that's with me? You're all good, right? Okay. So let's just, um, let's just look at this, this verse. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. And um, this is very important. Again, the same idea. Um, Ephesians chapter 4. And we'll start at verse uh, 20. Um, but you have, Paul says here, you have not so learned Christ if you indeed have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That you, now listen, these verse 22 through 24 is what we want to focus in on. That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Now that all has to do with your thinking. Right? When we're talking about the old, the former man or the old man and the conduct, we're talking about thoughts because our conduct comes from our thinking process. Right? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we have already established that everything we meditate on and everything, everything we are today really has been formulated by some thoughts somewhere, whether we accepted them or they were you know, parents, teachers, professors. We, we are today who we are because of the thoughts that we received, accepted, meditated on, and eventually dropped into our heart. That's what we are today. And if we want to change it, then we've got to change that thinking, right? So he says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and that you be, here it is again, and you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So that renewal process starts right here. Now, we got to think about in our own lives and where do we have some corrupted thinking? Where is it that we have some thinking that we need to get, some ugly thinking, anger thinking, hatred thinking, um, devious thinking, lying thinking, you know, perverse sexual behavior thinking? Where is that per corrupted thinking? Uh, what we have to do is do what the Bible says, and it's simply this put off and put on and it all starts here in your brain because if you start meditating on what God says and what God requires then you're going to know what to put off and what to put on is everybody with me right? and unfortunately folks the truth of the fact the truth of the matter is we live in a very gray society right now black and white is no it's not there anymore it's not black and white it's very gray and there are things that border on the line you know uh, and it's, it's corrupting people's thinking. I mean, I was visiting my niece yesterday and I went by a church that's right near her house and I saw the, the gay flag at, on, the, on the church sign proudly dis displayed. Now, please understand, I, I, I don't have anything against gay people. Nothing whatsoever against gay people. What I have against, what, what, what I have issue with is the sin of homosexuality. And that it's an affront to the, to the heart of God. It's a perversion of what God created man to do and to be. And so it offends me when I see that at a church. Because you see, they have been infiltrated by corrupted thinking, corrupted thoughts, because they haven't really been focused on the word. And they've been focused on social issues. That now they begin to accept that which is an offense to the heart of God and is in a violation of God's word. So you can see how the thinking controls the life and controls the outcome of the life. So I just drive by and I think, God, what do you think about these? You must be like grieving over this. How far have we come? 
from the truth of your word. And now, you see, we become oddballs. We become oddballs in the world because, oh, that's old-fashioned. Let me tell you what, God's word never becomes old-fashioned. God's word never goes out of fashion. God's word is God's word. It has been settled and established and it remains forever. And it is the only thing that can change a life. It is the only thing that can bring any sort of change or hope or help to a human being. I've watched people try to do it on their own through the corrupted wisdom of this world, through, through science and through psychology and through all these other things, Eastern religions, and none of it brings the real help that a human needs because a human needs God in the center of his life. He needs Jesus Christ who died on the cross for him. You got to change your thinking. Wow. I'm preaching evangelistically now. So he says, put off the corrupted wisdom of the world that's anti-God, that's anti-God's word, that's anti-God's ways, and put on, be renewed, be changed, man. Let me tell you what, one of the prayers we ought to be praying for this society, for this world, is that they get a renewing of their mind by the word of God that they would be renewed in the spirit of their mind, that they would come in contact with a preacher who would be willing to preach the truth Amen. and not kowtow to the society and kowtow to public opinion, but to speak the truth from the word of God that their minds might be renewed by the spirit, uh, be, their, the spirit of their mind might be renewed by the word of God and that things would be, begin to change in their life and in the outcome of their life. Be careful what you're listening to. Be careful what you're, you're giving your brain over to. Be careful who you are allowing to feed your brain. I, I have a word for every parent that's sending a kid off to college. If, if they're already going, you better be connected with them and you better keep the word of God in their faces. Because when they leave your home and the protection and the comfort and the surroundings of your home, the spiritual covering, they're going to be out there by themselves. Vulnerable to a lot of people who hate God, hate this word, have perverted thoughts and thinking that are going to start to infiltrate your children's brains with that kind of thinking. Unfortunately, a lot of our educational institutions have become more brainwashing than real education. If your children are younger, you better make sure you lay a super, super duper foundation in their lives based on the word of God. Teach them to be men and women of prayer, men and women of faith. Teach them to trust God. Teach them that if they turn their backs from God, that their lives are going to hell. That life will be miserable when they turn their backs on God. Teach them the truth of this word, that they might live for God even in the midst of darkness, that they'll go to those institutions and they'll light up that darkness with the light of it. They will not be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They'll not be ashamed to stand up against a godless professor and say, that's wrong thinking, and I refuse it. These are the kinds of children, young men and young women, that we ought to be developing in the church, that we can set them out into darkness and turn darkness up on its heels. That's what we ought to be doing. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Let me just give you one more verse and then I'll be done. 1 Peter 1.13 says this, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind 
Be sober. Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I want to read that verse in a couple of versions. This is what the Amplified says. So brace up your minds. Be sober, circumspect, morally alert. Set your hope wholly and unchangeably on the grace, the divine favor that is coming to you when Jesus Christ appears. 1 Peter um, 1.13 from the NIV, and I love this one. There prepare your minds for action. And what is, he, what is he talking about? Warfare action. That bombardment of the enemy against your thinking, trying to corrupt your thinking with the corrupted wisdom, the corrupted practices, the, the corrupted things of the world, this, this thinking and thought process of the world. He's coming, trying constantly to corrupt that and to change that and to twist it and to cause you to go in a different direction. That's why it says prepare your minds for warfare. Get ready, get yourself girded up. Suited up with the word of God, suited up in the spirit of God, suited up in prayer and with the word, getting yourselves prepared and ready for this battle that will ensue in your brain and in your mind, bombarded with thoughts constantly every day. Prepare your mind, be self-controlled, and set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ appears. This is from another modern um, version. It says, so make your minds ready and keep on the watch. Make your minds ready and keep on the watch. And, and uh, the New King James sa says this in, in chapter 5, 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing the same sufferings or warfares or challenges are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Nothing changes. The enemy is still unleashing the same dirty tricks. This process of this, this con contending for your brain, because he knows if he can infiltrate you with the thoughts, and you grab hold of those thoughts... And you think long enough on those thoughts, it's going to slip down into your heart and it's going to start to, to, to cause actions and activities out of your life because he knows as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. He becomes the very thoughts that he thinks. And this is why it is so important to take control of our brain and our thought process and only allow in that which is going to enhance my faith, develop me spiritually, uh, hold everything and test everything to the Word of God. And as you mature and as you grow and as you develop a, a, an understanding of the Word of God, you'll also develop with it a sensitivity to the Spirit of God. You're going to just automatically know that you know that you know that that thinking is wrong. That's wrong thinking. That sounds good, but it's wrong. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. And you're going to know the voice of God and the things of God better than ever because you have renewed your mind, your thinking, your thought process according to the Word of God. So, brothers and sisters, I'm ending right there. Take control of your mind. The end result in all of this is found in Isaiah 26.3. This is the last verse. I'm going to end right here. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray.
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.